Good morning, everyone. Lee Henson here, president and founder of Agile Dad, and welcome to today's edition of the Daily Stand-Up. Without any further ado, let's get started. So we're continuing our journey through the Executive Agility Playbook. There's been so many ahas here. You know, it's hard to believe that yesterday was episode 75 of the Daily Stand-Up Podcast. You know, we're so excited and energized to bring, you know, the message of business agility to the world that it's become easy, it's become comfortable to share information and knowledge. And we hope that this week, with our focus on leadership, on management, on executives, that you'll gain something here that will help your organization, you better embrace business agility. One more quick reminder, we do encourage you, if you are listening this week, please listen in order. We want to make sure that you get the whole message. And you know, while jumping in here is going to give you some valuable information, you may have missed a nugget or a pearl of wisdom from one of our earlier episodes, so we encourage you to flip back if you haven't already done so. So today we're going to start with how do we responsibly scale business agility? Because scaling seems to be the big thing today, right? Uh, you know, even on my recent panel that I did with uh, you know Agile in Africa and the Middle East, in the focus on growth there, we we talked a lot about scaling and about the different methods and about the different frameworks and about what was happening. Most organizations are moving towards scaled Agile solutions without having a clear and well-established foundation of their current Agile implementation. Organizations should focus on nailing business agility on a number of small projects first prior to considering a scaled approach. This is a point of failure for many companies on their Agile journey. It is important for leadership to remain patient with teams and product owners as they initialize a new framework. And I think that, you know, so many times we, we focus our attention on the big picture that we, we don't see the trees through the forest. Once the organization has established a good flow, at that point they're ready to consider a scaled implementation. We strongly recommend bringing in a solid agile coach with experience in scaled implementations to act as a guide, at least initially. To get you on the right track. At this point, you can establish and build an internal Agile Center of Excellence where your organization can grow and manage the implementation from within without the assistance of the external coach. But I think so far and so often we don't, you know, uh, focus our attention there and we, and we don't focus on the three keys uh, that we have to have to prepare to scale. So before you even consider scaling, these three keys should all be in place. And some of these are going to sound like Captain Obvious, but many of these are just out of utmost importance. So the first key is effective training. It is very helpful for the organization to all be on the same page, even if many of your teams or your individuals on the teams are experts in Agile or have loads and years of Agile experience. It doesn't hurt to have something like an advancing and scaling Agile workshop it could prove out to be it's worth its weight in gold. Gaining clarity around a clear vision and strategy and getting everyone on the same page for the implementation, you know, consistency is king. And what we've discovered is that so often organizations look at training and they say, ah, you know, I don't want to invest in that. I don't want to spend money in this. You know, I remember a quote where someone said, you know, what if, what if I train all these people and they leave? And uh, the executive smiled and looked back and said, what if I don't and they stay, right? You need to look at it from that perspective. One key here is to find a trainer or an organization that uses a pragmatic approach to Agile. 
and comes from a wealth of on-the-ground experience. You will need to know a lot more than what the book says in order for you to be successful in your Agile implementation. You know, there are a lot of people who pick up a book, whether it's Twice to Work in Half the Time or Agile Scrum for Dummies or whatever the book might be. You know, while those books have some insight, what we found is that organizations that are strictly trying to do things by the book are the ones who have the weakest implementation of Agile and the ones who are struggling the most with trying to get their head around what they should or could be doing. And this begs, you know, our second key, and the second key is coaching. And no single external person is more critical to the success of an organization implementation of Agile than a well-qualified Agile coach. The coach will help bring you through and walk you through uh, the empirical process. They'll teach you about inspection, adaptation. They'll teach you about how to better set up your framework. They'll help you create an environment of psychological safety and encourage teams to display and use radical candor-based communication. The view from the outside from an external coach is a lot different than what you might see internally. If you invest in a strong coach to help, the reduced time to implement and the speed to high performance alone will make it the perfect investment and worth your while as an organization. It's hard to say, hey, you know, if you're going to do this, have this. But I really do think that these two pieces are critical. If you don't have the solid upfront training and get everyone on the same page, talking the same language, and get people together so they have an understanding, you don't have a strong external coach who can come in. And they don't have to be there forever, but they should be there for long enough to really help you embrace and get your head around what you're trying to do. You know, you're not going to be in a good way. And finally, probably the most important key uh, revolves around culture shift. So business agility requires a mindset shift. Agile organizations think and behave differently. They put great focus on the needs of the internal users, their people. They do this first prior to shifting their focus to the external consumers of the product or service. Once you can feel the organizational mood is shifting, this is a great time to work and build and work with your Agile Center of Excellence to discover how well your implementation of Agile has been disseminated throughout the organization and assess that so that you can always look to grow and improve. Then after these three are in place, once you have solid training, you've got the external coach in place, and you, you see that culture shift starting to happen, at this point it might be okay for you to do that initial review of whether or not it makes sense for your organization to scale. You know, I think the key is for you to understand as a leader what your responsibilities are. What should you be doing? The truth is any change to the framework that you use to deliver products or services should be treated with serious demeanor. This is the time for leadership to step up and engage to help create the environment of psychological safety that is needed for organizations to be successful in their Agile implementation. If you want to switch from just being a good leader to a great leader, you need to have a shift. You need to make an adjustment. Great Agile leaders provide a clear organizational vision and strategy. They look to the people doing the work for answers. They inspire and reward innovation. They instill passion in every single team, and they lead with wisdom and by example. Jack Welch from GE said a quote once. He said, if I did my job right, they won't be saying it was a one-man show, right? Everybody has a piece of this. And I think that once you 
achieve this level of zen, as I call it. A lot of people call it the land of unicorns and rainbows or pixie dust because it, it seems impossible to attain. But the good news is I can tell you I've seen this happen in so many organizations that I know it's possible and that I've led some of these industry-leading companies to change and to disrupt exactly what's going on in the workspace. And it's been awesome. So where do you focus your attention as an executive? Where, where, where do you draw your focus as a leader? What are the three key things you should be focused on? Number one is funding. I know that sounds crazy, but successful agile organizations change the way they fund product or project implementation. Just as you would expect the delivery of the product or service to be incremental, the funding for a product or project increment should be broken down into smaller pieces as well. While it's still perfectly fine to set aside funding for an entire set of teams or a project, it's best to break funding into four succinct phases. Ideation, MVP or minimal viable product, the feature build out, and then finally the release. If you do this, it's going to allow you to pivot as needed and see a concept of something that we call agile earned value, where you can determine, I've invested this much, have I received this much value back? And it's going to really give you a chance to measure your return on investment and have a solid way to critique and make sure that you are focusing your attention on the right products and services. This also helps on the organizational focus uh, to make sure that we're focused on delivery and outcome uh, and, and keep, our, keep our vision and strategy straight, which is the second focus. Uh, you know, leadership should be focused on vision and strategy. Organizational vision and strategy are critical to the success of your Agile implementation. Every team and member should have clear direction of where we're going and how to get there. We have learned that most organizations have a misdirected vision and oftentimes no strategy to deliver upon a vision. A common technique that we teach in our Agile Leadership Summit is the concept of an Agile press release, which includes a solid elevator pitch. We also heavily recommend using the GROW model, which is what's our goal, what's our reality, what are our options or opportunities, and what will we commit to do to assist in driving a clear direction. Because uh, the truth is, you know, there's only one thing worse than no direction, uh, or, or one thing worse than some direction, rather. There's one thing worse than some direction, and that's no direction. There's only one thing worse than no direction, and that's one direction. You know, the ban. Anyway. The third focus should be outcome over output. We've said it a million times, but our focus needs to shift from delivering as many widgets as possible to delivering as few widgets as possible to solve an issue or to please an end user. A key goal should be to eliminate waste. We need to remember that less is more. And this also means that we should at minimum scale back the number of product increments or projects that are in flight at any given time. By keeping fewer items in motion, we are more quickly able to deliver and gather feedback. This is what sets the empirical process in motion and drives what we call true business agility. You know, I hope you found this useful. There's lots of additional information available on AgileDad.com. We encourage you to visit there. And if you have an Agile topic that you'd like for us to discuss here on a daily stand-up, we encourage you and invite you to reach out to us at LearnMoreAtAgileDad.com so that we can get your topic in one of our future episodes. Until next time, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Do take care.